Calgary Mayor Jody Gondek will skip the city's annual menorah lighting ceremony, asserting that she can't attend because the event politically supports Israel. White supremacy and colonialism stand in the way of achieving net-zero climate targets, claimed a COP28 panel of climate activists from Canada and abroad. Greg Fergus signaled he will stay on as the House of Commons Speaker, although the Conservatives and Bloc Québécois have called on him to resign. Hello Canada, it's Friday, December 8th, and this is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Cosman Georgia. And I'm William McBeth. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. Calgary Mayor Jody Gondek announced her decision to skip the city's annual menorah lighting ceremony at City Hall, claiming she could not attend because of the event's support for Israel. Gondek wrote in her press release posted to X on Wednesday that she has looked forward to attending the event over the years. She said that when she initially asked to speak weeks ago, it was to bring traditional greetings celebrating Hanukkah, and the spirit of Calgary's Jewish community. However, she claimed in her release that the event had been repositioned as an event to support Israel. This last-minute change goes against the original intention and has left me feeling let down by leadership, said Gondek. She added that this change makes it impossible for her to attend. The comments in response to Gondek's press release on X have been very negative. One of the most liked comments highlighted the hypocrisy in Gondek's messaging. Also, Calgary's federal conservative MPs issued a joint statement in response to Gondek's withdrawal from the event. We are deeply troubled by Mayor Gondek's decision to withdraw from tonight's menorah lighting event at Calgary City Hall. Her decision to withdraw could dangerously normalize anti-Semitism at a time when across campuses and communities Jewish Canadians are already feeling threatened, reads the statement. The Calgary Jewish Federation also released the statement hours after Gondek's press release on Wednesday night. The Federation said that its community does not waver in its support of Israel, nor will its community forget that 140 Israeli hostages remain in Hamas captivity. First and foremost, let's just address Gondek's excuse. She claims that attending the menorah lighting ceremony would be a political endorsement of Israel. But come on, that's a total cop-out. Gondek has attended politically tinged events in the past. She was perfectly fine attending an event in support of the war in Ukraine. She not only showed up, but went as far as raising the Ukrainian flag in front of City Hall. This is quite the double standard, I would think. She's claiming neutrality on one hand, but on the other hand, she makes a big deal out of her decision not to attend by publishing a public statement. That, to me, is a calculated political decision. Even the wording of her statement betrays some clear bias towards one side of the conflict here. William, do Calgarians buy this? And why would Gondek expect a Jewish community event 
to not mention Israel's situation and the ongoing hostage crisis. It was a little bit surprising, I guess, to discover that Jody Gondak didn't know that Hanukkah was a Jewish and Israel-related event. Uh, I'm not entirely sure what she thought it was related to before, but uh, certainly the fact that she apparently was caught by surprise that Hanukkah and the celebration of lighting a menorah to begin Hanukkah was somehow related to Israel shouldn't have come as a great surprise to her. And the, and the fact is, is that when she was a city councilor on council, she portrayed herself to be more conservative. And then when she ran for mayor on the advice of her uh, campaign manager, she shifted hard left. She became deeply in opposition to the United Conservative government. She painted herself as this uh, out-and-out leftist and then has governed even more leftly than that. You know, things like declaring a climate emergency or... Uh, hiking taxes, all of these things. So, no, I'm not all that surprised. I think I think Mayor Gondek is just showing her real colors. And I hope people take note and remember that this is who is the mayor of Calgary, someone elected with less than 50% of the vote. And certainly, I hope Calgarians remember that when they uh, look at their options in the next election. The world can't tackle climate change unless it first deals with the prevailing problems of white supremacy and colonialism. According to a COP28 panel of climate activists from Canada and abroad in Dubai. On Tuesday, Indigenous Climate Action Executive Director Ariel Deranger of Alberta blasted oil sands development and claimed that patriarchy and white supremacy stood in the way of solving climate change. False solutions, white supremacy, colonization, and patriarchy have no place in any climate action plan. Rather, government and financial institutions must adopt just transition and feminist policies and frameworks, said Deranger. Deranger's comments continued in the broader context of intersectionality, a concept originating in the academic context of critical race studies, which has become in vogue with activists today. Colonization has brought with this the imposition of patriarchy, which has turned and twisted and perverted our culture into a colonial structure where we are told we need to adopt these systems and we have been forced into these patriarchal systems, claimed Deranger. Ponca Nation of Oklahoma counselor Casey Camp Horanek told the audience that there was an ongoing climate genocide being perpetrated by the oil industry. I could tell you that 100% of this is a product of colonization, is a product of the fossil fuel companies in our territory that are virtually killing it. It is a genocide what's going on here, said Comp Hornet. So, Cosman, the first thing I would know is almost none of these statements have anything to do with the environment and the production of greenhouse gases. It seems more like a diatribe, a manifesto against all of the left's most popular targets these days, accusing everyone of being woke, everyone of being patriarchal or racist or bigoted or any of those things, the, the, the woke targets that the left prefers. So... My question is, what on earth does any of that have to do with climate change and climate policy? Well, nothing at all. And let's just address the logistics here. How on earth did these climate activists make it all the way to Dubai to share these pearls of wisdom? Did they swim across the ocean? It's a valid question considering they seem to have such a keen sense of the environmental impact of everything else.
this whole intersectionality approach, I think, lumps together issues like racism, ethnic hatred, and the wrongs of history into a huge, unsolvable mess. These are complex problems that require nuanced solutions, something I think these activists seem to be completely incapable of. If you listen to the speech, they're just full of buzzwords, and you could even argue subtle racism in the guise of critical race studies. And it's just a trend to virtue signal rather than actually address the root cause of the problems. I think people are becoming more fed up with this nonsense, and let's be honest, it's embarrassing to Canada to have individuals represent us in this way abroad. So no, they're not offering solutions. It doesn't have anything to do with the environment. They're just talking about academic jargon, whereas they could actually be talking about things that work, like technology, nuclear energy, and getting China to reduce its emission contribution. You know, it's interesting. You're based in British Columbia. I'm based in Alberta. And something that this so-called representative of indigenous people left out is the fact that there's an awful lot of support for energy development, for resource development in both Alberta and British Columbia on the part of First Nations groups. We've seen a lot of partnerships working together with government, with the private sector, and it's created a lot of employment opportunities and investment for Indigenous Canadians. And this person, this representative, ignores all of that when it comes to her statements on how Indigenous people are against uh, all of this development. So I guess I'm curious to know what you think. If it's been your experience that far from wanting all of these projects shut down at an end to any resource development, Indigenous Canadians are actually very supportive of some of these uh, energy initiatives, some of these energy projects in the west of the country. A hundred percent, William. Here in BC, we have the LNG pipeline, and that was actually supported by all of the elected Indigenous First Nations along that pipeline's route, withstanding one hereditary faction which has been totally, I would say, compromised by climate activists who are using this First Nation group as a political wedge to block resource projects from happening. And we see this happen across the country. But like you said, a majority of indigenous groups do want to see natural resource development. They want a stake at the table and they want to participate in these projects that are building Canada up rather than tearing it down. And I saw uh, an account called the Indigenous Resource Network actually retweeted uh, the video I shared about this, this COP28 panel and they said real solutions to climate change are indigenous communities becoming partners with industry and working toward better, more responsible development. And they cite uh, a deal with Enbridge as an example where 23 indigenous 
communities got together, signed a deal representing $1 billion in assets. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Greg Fergus intends to remain as the House of Commons Speaker despite calls from the Conservatives and Bloc Québécois to resign due to his breach of impartiality. He apologized Monday while in Washington, D.C., citing miscommunication about a video tribute shown at the Ontario Liberal Leadership Convention. The speaker is facing severe criticism for his participation in the convention, which led many MPs to question the nonpartisan nature of his role as speaker. Despite the calls for resignation, Fergus told CBC he won't resign, saying he plans to demonstrate fairness and impartiality. The video showed Fergus in the Speaker's office wearing his official robes while paying tribute to interim Ontario Liberal leader John Fraser. Fergus said the video was not intended to be broadcast at the event. Shortly after the video controversy, Fergus traveled to Washington. He's expected to remain there until Wednesday evening. During his trip, he will be taking part in a number of meetings, namely with former U.S. speakers Nancy Pelosi and Kevin McCarthy. An additional video of Fergus was revealed on Tuesday, a day after he apologized. The video showed the speaker in Washington reminiscing about his time as head of the Young Liberals, and the video has resulted in additional criticisms of the speaker. Both the Bloc Québécois and the Conservative Party have called on Fergus to resign, while the NDP acknowledged that Fergus's video reflected poor judgment, but agreed with the Liberals that MPs should accept his apology and simply move on. Andrew Scheer, former Speaker of the House and Conservative House leader, emphasized the importance of maintaining the nonpartisan nature of the Speaker's role. The Conservative Party's leader, Pierre Polyev, echoed Scheer's comments. So I saw recent reports showing that there will be a committee hearing into Fergus's actions. William, do you think such a hearing will produce any results? I mean, I think the short answer to that question is uh, likely no. If uh, every person who resigned from the House of Commons and this government did so because of either poor judgment or uh, incompetence, there would be precious few of them left in the House of Commons and in Cabinet at this point. But I would say this isn't a government that has demonstrated a willingness to accept either personal responsibility or uh, ministerial responsibility. I would say the same applies to a speaker who should show um, responsibility for uh, breaching the oath he took to remain nonpartisan. And the reason I guess it's so important is This is the individual charged with adjudicating debate in the House of Commons, with ensuring that proper democratic procedures are followed and that fairness, which is integral to our democratic system, is maintained. And when he engages in partisan activity, it really 
calls all of that into question, and it casts a, a, a dark light on decisions he makes if he rules against one of the opposition parties or in favor of the government. Is he doing so out of partisan interest rather than out of process or democratic responsibility? So, no, I don't expect much to come out of it. It's disappointing, but if the New Democrats are going to stand with the government, there aren't enough votes to impeach the Speaker and remove him. And, uh, and so without his resignation, I think we're going to see him stay in that position uh, for quite some time yet. That's it for today, folks. Don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. Plus, we have several great shows lined up for you today and tomorrow. Make sure to keep an eye out for the Alberta Roundup with Rachel Emanuel and the Candace Malcolm Show later tonight. And on Saturday, don't forget to drop by for the Rupa Supermania Show exclusively at True North. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to share our work with your friends and neighbors. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news.